the Dog Zone 9000. We make the acclaimed and Patreon-supported hilarity website, 1-900-HOT-DOG. I'm Sean Baby, joined by fellow internet treasure, Robert Brockway. I'm Robert Brockway. Here's a Brockway fact. There is a character named after me in a AAA video game, and if you don't kill him, he'll kill you. No follow-up questions. Oh, seems like I had one obvious follow-up question. <laughs> and you'll I'm never get gonna it. Have to, I have to watch every video game for Robert Brockway. It's um, coming. Well, back on our show, the voice and co-producer of our theme song, three of our four theme songs, yeah. one half of Oral Knots, Zach, <laughs> Loose Moose on the Spoons, Coons. That's how, I'm, that's how I'm being referred to for the rest of my life. I will demand it <laughs> in every writer. It's an earned nickname. It's like a, it's a purple belt. It's like a purple belt of nicknames. <laughs> that's where I die at every <laughs> discipline. So that's perfect. <laughs> Forever purple. Yeah, you got a purple in the in the jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I was competing the black belt for years, but I was just like no gi, so they just all assumed I was a black belt. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not how how'd it you, works. How'd you do? You I, ever get a? I did okay. Oh yeah, I've golded. I, yeah, I've third. I've also been Ooh. like eliminated right out of the gate before too. I've I've seen it all. I've seen all placements. What what is a purple belt? Is that high? Is it's it highish? Two away is from middle? black. It's yeah. There's only five. So belts pretty high. In That's pretty good. So, yeah, if you get like a bunch good. of purples, you can just layer them and it'll be black. Yeah, I think that's how that works. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, you just watch. Highest I've shoes. ever gotten was a was a yellow belt, and that was out of pity in a made up martial art. A made up martial art. Yeah, it was a, it, I... American Kenpo, I believe it was. Okay, very nice. That's a callback for uh, people that are dedicated listeners. <laughs> now, Zach, when you uh, like when you won against black belts, did you like whisper in there like I'm only a purple belt? No, I uh, I didn't want them to like really kick my ass. I just always assumed that like I got lucky somehow, and that they were like their full potential was buried and. What a you're a very humble man, um, <laughs> which means I'm gonna do the plugging for you. Uh, you and yeah. Craven, mm-hmm. you guys do very high quality. I think the terms mash em ups, redubs, music videos, that type of thing. You find them on the YouTube if you haven't. Uh, that's oral knots with an AU, like the hearing oral, not like Zach's sweet wet mouth oral. Yeah, yeah. you can hear Don't it when mis- we say oral. Don't oral knots. Yeah, <laughs> sweet wet uh, mouth is a different website. But it's a fun one. Uh, you do great work on that one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, uh, of course, a sequel episode to one of our favorite shows. Uh, Zach is our guest. Do you want to do the honors of explaining what we're doing here today? Yeah, we're just returning to the uh, the concept of pitting expository movie songs against one another for uh, on, on based on loose rules and, of engagement and um, mm-hmm. just having fun with some shitty tighten- old songs. I tightened up the rules of engagement just like a little em. bit. I like them. Yeah, okay. I'm I feel like they're like going to get better every episode. <laughs> I think they're tightened. shifted. I think they shifted. <laughs> I uh, wouldn't. Well, <laughs> tightened. No. <laughs> heightened and tightened. Tightened. Yeah. While we're talking about music, I do have to clear the air on a little thing. Uh, a few episodes ago, you, you Sean, mm. sang a fantastic song about Bruce Willis movies. Oh, thank um, you. And then you... In the episode, you just admitted to like, you know, it's like there's a thing about being like a bad singer. Like you had already said this. And so then uh-huh. on Twitter, I followed up with like, hey, as a fellow bad singer, here's some things I learned. And you were like, right on. And then Robert was like, I don't think Sean is a bad singer. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> I, I thought, thought it was, it was okay nice to him. say that. Now I feel like a huge asshole. So Well, it's also that I'm 
I'm like the worst singer and also music listener. I'm like bad at listening to music mm-hmm. too. That's how bad it You're is. You're like everybody wins. So when, Anybody that tries when to people sing. start singing, I'm like, oh shit, that's really good. Yeah. Like, well, it's like anybody. I probably I probably sang Air Supply like four times at karaoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously at karaoke, I'm super hammered, uh, which gives you some false confidence. There's also yeah. like some echo effects and... Uh, usually your friends are kind of singing along, so you can't tell you're bad. I was kind of shocked when I heard the playback and realized <laughs> this wasn't good at all and made me think, like, have I been terrible my whole life? So it was kind of a confidence shaker. Yeah. Uh, it didn't help that you came on Twitter and said, yeah, yeah, you, you totally suck. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. I heard but, all um, the suckage come through every, yeah. every read. Trying to get my partners it back here. shock yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brockway, like, made me feel better. Like, yeah, he got you back. Um, yeah. I gotta I'm not deal super with insecure about it. I, I, I'm not a singer. Uh, I, I'm passable. I, usually when we leave karaoke, people have a good time. They're not like, dude, I, I was really upset you sang that much. They gave you you're props. Terrible. They're like, man, yeah. that, that version of Toxic was really good. Maybe the best <laughs> I've ever heard. Yeah, and I don't usually get that. Um, I have my sweet spots. Yeah. Air Supply is absolutely not one of them. Like, um, <laughs> But like, if I do like a Michael Jackson impersonation, there's a few songs where people are like, wait, that was kind of like a thing. You like have a, a weird talent. Yeah. Um, and like if I do Billy Idol, that's like, okay, that's See, you sound Billy reasonable. Idol. So I already believe that you and I occupy almost kind of the same pitch zone. And uh-huh. we're, I feel like we are not great singers in the same way. And Billy Idol is also one of my go to karaoke ones. Like, and I feel confident with White Weddings. So that's. Yeah. Is it possible Billy Idol a, is not a great singer? Probably. I know it's going to shock <laughs> yeah. everybody listening. That might be. I do, Controversy. Gonna, I do the same thing when I sing, though. If, as long as you're like you find something that you can fake sounding good. And mm. for us, it's easy because it's in a funny way. I just do the, like the Matt Stone and Trey Parker school of over the top kind of epic ballad voice. Like the hot, mm-hmm. the hot dog night song is all all that. Yeah, that's a sexy song. I was gonna say Zach, song. when you were when you were saying we have the same pitch, I was gonna say like you and I could probably do a face off, mm. and our friends and lovers wouldn't know for months. Is what <laughs> which I'm one is I, the real? There's two of them. <laughs> I'm saying we've been in enough conversations. Where we finished each other's sentences like I don't know, a hundred times, but um, easily. Uh, today though, I want I want to explain the the rules. The new rules are. Um, Here's how you decide whether or not this expository movie song is good. You consider what happens when you take this song and you walk into the wrong universe. Uh, this is the first of them, is the wrong universe criteria. Now, you've just walked into a universe where the movie does not exist. You perform the song to a group of people who, maybe let's even say it's a universe where they don't do songs like this. Where mm-hmm. just movies do not have songs written that explain them. And you're just singing, like, for example, Ghostbusters. And you just fucking, boom, here's a song about a got- bunch of people who catch ghosts. And how... <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> what would they think? How extreme would their reaction be? Uh, and again, these, um, this is about extreme reactions. Uh, not necessarily good or bad, but either direction as far as possible. Right. Um, if I'm making sense. The other criteria would be uh, the wrong movie. Like, say... Uh, the studio came back at the last minute, long after your song has been written and produced, and they changed the movie like crazy. It's a whole new genre, maybe new stars, new plot. How fucked is your song? Uh, and then the final criteria is the wrong performer, which is this song was given to Paula Abdul, Weird Al Yankovic, and Van Halen. I tried to pick like era-specific people because most of our movies come from the 80s and 90s, back mm-hmm. when they made songs like this. And so those three musicians, artists, performed your song in their style, 
Uh, how fucking weird is that? I guess. So the criteria again, wrong universe, wrong movie, wrong performer. Each of our songs will be judged by that. And then we'll declare a winner, uh, as gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's, scientists and scientists and, uh, well, one musician and one very bad singer and one very complimentary, uh, music critic in Robert Brockway. <laughs> uh, producer. I think that's what they call him. Yes. Producer. Um, so who wants to get started and what category are we going first? We should probably go same order, right? Commercial, deep cut, wild card. That seems like it sure. worked. Yeah. All yeah, right, for anybody it. that hasn't listened, those are our three categories of songs. So the commercial, big budget appeal, everybody should know that one. Uh, deep cut, just from a movie maybe you haven't heard of. And wild card is doesn't quite adhere to the principles of the expository theme song in some way. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Zach, do you want to guess... Get us started I think I'll or go first. pick yeah, one I, of us. I feel okay. like the order for commercial, I think it would make sense if it was me, you, and then Robert. That seems like okay. a good cascading effect there. Um, I went with Weird Science for my first one. The Oingo Boingo. Very uh, nice. In, in film, in scene classic when they were building the the hottest woman I'd ever seen at that point. <laughs> this, this song well, this is a, guided it through. I know, this is a no bullshit fact about me. Uh, I can actually recite this entire movie. The entire movie? Really? The entire movie. I believe like, it. Uh, I might make three to four mistakes, but uh, gun to my head, I could I could just tell you weird science. Like Ready Player One style. Like you would be scoring high on the yes, boards. Yes, I would, I would totally crush it. Yeah. Is yep. there a story behind that or is it just, just you love really it loved, so much? I just loved that movie when I was a kid. It was, uh, I had that in summer school on VHS and those were like summer school. Heavy. Those were your I might have mentioned these. Yeah. <laughs> From back in I'm the era imagine. when you would have like a movie, and that's what yeah. you would have, you'd like yeah. own a movie. Uh, my brother tough, also he, tough to he did the thing. The I think a lot of people or their brothers did this, where where there's a titty in the movie, and then the, you pause it, and there's a scene in Weird Science where a woman gets the yanked pian- off a yeah, piano and up piano into the lady. chimney, <laughs> and my brother fucking wore that tape out, uh, <laughs> trying to get a shot of that side boo. Oh yeah, the jerk off yeah. static. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was. It was a blink and you miss it, titty for sure. I almost didn't believe it. Like, wait, she had some clothes on a second ago, and now she doesn't. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, they still got the PG rating because mm-hmm. it was just a fleeting, it was lightning cyber. fast. Yeah, can't slip it past a what thirteen year old. Seems like prime era. Yeah, yeah, I think that's about how old he was. I was a little younger. I don't think I was like as interested in it. I might have been young enough that I was like, ah, she took her shirt off. She must be going swimming. Yeah, I was into the the, the all that Kelly LeBrock promised over v- actual tangible vis- visible tit. Like it, I didn't need to see anything from Kelly. It was everything that was like implied. Yeah, that did it was it her mind. Me. Yeah, her mind. It was yeah. I was in. I was in it for her mind and her ability to <laughs> get had, us booze uh, uh, at a young age. David Lee Roth's lips and <laughs> Einstein's mind. They programmed her with everything. Yeah, Beethoven's fingers. Dave TV ready <laughs> that um film is out of all the John Hughes movies has aged probably the best out of all of them yeah it's not great Absolutely. it's not a good look that they're like I guess supposed to be like 14 or 15 those boys they're 15 years old 15 yeah. years so, old yeah I mean and they the actors were 15 a slave woman uh-huh. so they like yeah. it can't it can't age that well right she was like really in control the entire time. Yeah, she was pretty uh, progressive. If I want to, if I dare use that word, uh, as far as female characters go. And I think she maybe got to second base with Wyatt. Like I don't think that like there was any 
hanky panky. Right. We did get some disturbing shots of Wyatt in woman women's panties, and that was. I think yeah. he he was fifteen when they made that movie, right? This wasn't yeah, a, like exactly. an older guy playing down. Yeah, is, yeah. I recently looked it up because I watched it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is weird." But yeah, I guess aside from one kiss, like that was that was it. Chet's reaction to that was probably the the correct <laughs> reaction. <laughs> Bill Paxton, God bless him. Uh, this yeah, song though know. is. Catchy as hell. Uh, Oingo Boingo. I'm sure it's it's probably everyone's like favorite fact that this is this is Danny Elfman's band, the uh, acclaimed mm-hmm. film score maestro. This right. is back when he was. A, I did not a, know that. Oh, you didn't? No. No. This is yeah. That's Danny Elfman on the on the pipes. Really singing his heart out about weird science. And he looks like that. I can't believe you didn't know that. Are you fucking with me? I, I don't know what he, Danny Elfman. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Man. Yeah, it's Danny Elfman of Tim Burton's go-to guy fame. This and he's he's the main guy? He was the singer? He's the singer. Yeah, this is what he he's, did. He's uh, Boingo. He's Boingo. I have in, yeah. in my notes that this is like, it's good that they did a mock Frankenstein kind of theme for it, for, mm-hmm. both for the movie and for the video. For the video, yeah. Because like he didn't need to dress up like Igor at all. He just shows up looking exactly like the part. <laughs> And he had like kind of a lab coat, but it was also like that '80s coat too. That like mid-length trench with the sleeves. I'm convinced up. he did no preparation. I think he up. just showed up like yeah. that. Yeah, that's the look. Yeah, they, they just filmed it in his uh, basement. He's he was big in the in the the cameo world. He showed up in the Rodney Dangerfield movie Back to School too. They played a, they were diegetic in that scene. Oingo, Oingo Boingo was playing a party, dead man's party. Ah, who could ask for more? <laughs> so as, as far as the lyrics go. He did a good job. He kept it vague enough, but still, rela- like, relatable to the film. It, the film beats it themselves, like voodoo dolls and chants. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, no, they kind of did a voodoo doll thing. Yeah, no, they they, did, all right, yeah. that tracks. Yeah, they, they, it was very ceremonial. He yeah. even said that. They're like, why are we wearing bras on our head? He's like, it's ceremonial. Ceremonial. Yeah. Pictures from a magazine, diagrams and charts, mending broken hearts. All of that happened. <laughs> they, all that was really- on screen. Yeah. Yeah, they living really tissue, warm flesh. That's yeah. just to make it clear, like they didn't make a robot, like they made a genie. They made a a real creature. They, I, I, they I bet there was a first draft a of that woman. script. Yeah, I, I bet there's a first draft of that script where she was a corpse. Oh, they dug like, someone feel, up. Yeah, yeah. I feel like because there's obviously oh, the Frankenstein like, references, and it just doesn't make any sense that. They, yeah, they computerized nothing. nothing. Yeah. yeah, they conjured her from just a. They three D printed someone in the eighties. Yeah. with a telephone. Somebody realized at the last minute, like Frankenstein as a story doesn't play out the same if Doctor Frankenstein is trying to fuck Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Gets his dick ripped off. And they what, just ten out of pulled ten that times. out of the script. <laughs> There's some uh... Scr- scrunch up my Frankenstein holes and rip your dick off. <laughs> Do you recognize that reference? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Mr. T was a Frankenstein's monster, right? Is that what's going on? Yes. That's, that was the Eddie Murphy bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't look that. Listeners, if you don't know what I'm talking about, great. <laughs> There's nothing you guys talk about that isn't going to get flagged by a more sensitive person. That's uh, that's true. Like, just this movie. You go to that scene where they go to the bar where it's, like, heavily <laughs> implied to be, like, a black people bar. and uh, Yes. It, uh, it's you got Anthony Michael Hall like doing a voice by the end of it. Yeah, he he does like a twenty minute black scent yeah. monologue, and it's it 
Which I know by heart. Well, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you sure you're not okay. going to do it? Are you sure? No, no, you're not going to do it. <laughs> Last year, I was insane uh, for this crazy little uh, eighth grade bitch. Crazy insane? Cut, <laughs> cut uh, the whole thing, cutting, Jamie. Cutting all that. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the great thing about it. Uh, as longtime listeners will know, there, there are some black people in my family household. That bit always got a kind of a big laugh. It's just so ridiculous that you're like, I give it to that kid. He's harmless. That's funny. Yeah, so it's uh, he's real. It really holds up. It's almost as like a, he was trying as to a do white. in the eighties. That's yeah. harmless. It's almost like no. he was trying to do the voice of the big like cigar heavy smoking guy. It was almost like he was just right. trying to impersonate him. Yeah, um, and he didn't because they had that job. guy that was like the yeah. He had like mm-hmm. that really was like scratchy like yeah. And then there was the guy who sort of talked like Fred Williamson. Mm-hmm. And Crazy, so, insane, like that guy. Uh, I think was that Steve James. He, uh, he goes like not Steve every James. damn night, every damn on, night on the telephone. <laughs> and then, and then Michael Hall's like, "What's this boy talking about on the telephone?" <laughs> and then, then the guy goes, "Explain it to him." Explain it on the telephone. Stop doing everything. <laughs> you promised you were going to do one voice. Now you're doing like eight. Oh, God damn it. Oh, man. Yeah, one of those guys was from uh, the American Ninja films, too. He's great. He was Kung Fu oh, Joe right. and I'm going to get you, sucker. He's. Yeah. He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. So this song. I mean, he... I think. I think it does very well cross universe. Like you got a kind of a eighties ish track. Like if you, if you brought this into a universe that like had the eighties, I think mm-hmm. this song does very well. Like just on its own. It's just vague enough. Yeah. It's vague enough. Yeah. It's I big know. enough. He's just talking about like thrift stores or something. Exactly. You don't know. Yeah. It's got that nice eighties sound to it. Um, I, I, there's a funny thing that happens with Oingo Boingo that like ska people, ska fans try to claim it. And it it's just Wait, it's not a good. You don't think it's ska? They have ska notes in there. Like they use a horn section, and I think that's about mm. Oingo where Boingo it is. sounds like a like a ska band. They do, name. they do. But the, the the sound they produce though is so much like leagues a- ahead of just the genre of ska music. I think it's yes, like I see. Agree. It's like it's music. It's, they they make music. It's like it's like when Justin <laughs> and ska Trudeau is not music got caught with like a blackface photo from the, from like the past and racists were like, Oh, he's one of us. It's like, well, he's, he's still a lot more likable than you guys. Like that was <laughs> fucked up, but it's like, no. he's different. All right. Let's just, he gets a pass. So it's, he gets the Anthony Michael Hall pass. Yeah. 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 I think, I think Oingo Boingo has transcended ska music for sure. But even, despite how hard they try to, to keep that one, like they're, it, it's one of the good ones for sure. <laughs> Yeah. One of the good. <laughs> I appreciate in the video that they needed to show like some science stuff, so that they three three D rendered smart things, right? And their smart things were a clock, a clock, mm-hmm. yeah, the theory of relativity, yeah, and an eyeball. Yeah, that's, that's kind of all that's they did they... in the movie, though, too, right? The theory, the, the relativity was like played big, a clock on screen, and an eyeball. Yeah, they they went in, they hacked the government's computer because they needed more power. And it was like a, a 3D hallway, and they opened up a door, and that one had a skull in it. So, yeah. like, oh, no, we went down the wrong door. Then they opened the next door, and it opened up into, like, a 3D rendering of E equals MC squared. Because that's, like, super smart <laughs> thing to have. And that's, like, what computers have is just it's that maybe the equation floating around. I like that time yeah. and eyeball are smart things, though. Yeah. Like, smart people see yeah. stuff, and they that's know what true. time it is. I do like, like the, yeah, the skull out. is a good... 
a, a, an interesting thing too, because then you picture this uh, the security agent on the other end that was trying to deal with this whole thing as it was as they were like just sucking the plant dry or whatever the hell they were doing with this reel to reel high powered computer. Did that right. guy program the skull in there? He's like, yeah, maybe tries to fuck with this system. Yeah. They get the skull and like, what is the real fate of someone who gets the skull other than just like go back and try the next exit? Die in the computer, you die in real life. Die, Everybody right. knows that. <laughs> That's true. First rule of hacking. It's a Freddy in the eighties. Okay. So if All right. this, now we got to uh, go to the second criteria, which is wrong movie. Right. Like say weird science was just changed to a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. And now you're singing a song about making a, a flesh and blood creature out of your, out of your science out equipment. Of science and voodoo. I, I feel like you're a madman now. I feel like this is really. Aren't you just Peter Gabriel? Plastic tubes and pots oh. and pans. I mean, you're just Peter Gabriel. Yeah, like that. It's I weird guess. in, in a way that the '80s was already doing. That's even a, have the line "mending broken hearts" in here too. So I feel like uh, someone with enough motivation could spin this. Mm. Yeah, it's vague enough that yeah. it could be like, this "Oh, I'm just romance. a weird guy like Peter Gabriel," yeah, rather is, than this is really a love lunatic. song when you boil it down to it, to its elements. It's about yeah. how we have to create our own love, and like you could bullshit, yeah, through it. <laughs> They were like, good job, Boingo. You're on the soundtrack. <laughs> now, I do think you're kind of fucked in the next category, though. Oh, yeah. Wrong performer. As a Paula Abdul song. Mm, this might. How does weird science play? <laughs> this might slap as a Paula Abdul song. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think all the way up to Van Halen, it might not play. I, I think Weird Al can, yeah. can kind of naturally slide into oh, weird, this one, this, too. This is like half a Weird Al yeah, song already. Exactly. But Van Halen yes. is. Not going to do this. He's, he's stumbling a little bit on this. You really think so? I feel like this could rock pretty hard. Yeah. I think a song, I think a song about making a woman is, is a real like David Lee Roth thing. In fact, they used a lot of David Lee Roth to make Lisa in the movie. Oh, that's true. They you did. might have it yeah. on technicality there. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I think it's a bad Sammy Hagar song. It's a bad Sammy Hagar it, song. Yeah. Like, yeah, see, I have kinda. that in my notes, too. When you introduced that, I was like, there are two very different Van Halen's, <laughs> and we must consider that. There's even Otherwise, that third this isn't with, science. Uh, the guy from Extreme was with them. No, there's very not. Briefly. <laughs> we'll cut that. Shut we'll that. cut that too, Jamie. Shut that, that third down. Van Halen. Shut that we'll shit down. Pretend I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, didn't happen. Uh, All right, so this song would just agreed it would fucking rip no matter in, in anyone's hands because Danny yeah. Elfman is that competent of a of a songwriter, right, and composer. I was like, I remember this as a worse song in my head because I remember it very well. Everybody, uh-huh. of course, remembers it very well. But re-listen, actually sitting down to do nothing but re-listen to it, I was like, shit, this is really good. It's a good song. Yep. The, the man's got some chops. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think he's I going think, places. I think this performs very well in all these categories. So, uh, Brockway, let's, let's run yours through the ringer. What did you yeah. bring for your uh, commercial? Uh, let me find it. I love this one. Yeah, I Okay, for my commercial choice, I brought Fight to Survive by Stan Bush because well, uh, well, you win. obviously. Obviously. You win. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it, because we did not. We 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 everyone wanted to choose a Stan Bush song for the first uh-huh. episode, and because everyone wanted to do it, none of us wound up doing it, mm-hmm. and it was just such an obvious mistake. We, like you listen to that waiting 
for Stan yeah. Bush to come crashing out from nowhere. And then he just wasn't there. And it's just, you can feel that absence in your heart had to be corrected. And all your listeners that know you better than you know yourselves were like, what the fuck yeah. am I listening to? We caught some flack for that. <laughs> yeah. They were like, "What? I have like eight choices here from Stan Bush who basically invented this. And if he didn't, he stole it. Straight up stole it. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the concert I saw of Stan Bush at Comic-Con? No. He was, no, but that's he, great. He was just off in the deep corner of Comic-Con. And he was like, I'm going to play a song in like 11 minutes or whatever. So we got a picture with Stan Bush. Very excited to meet Stan Bush, unironically. Uh, and then he starts to sing. And he sings like acoustic versions of... Uh, uh, the Transformer song. So he, he does okay. Dare and he does You Got the Touch. And then he was kind of like, does anyone have anything else? And I was like, Kumite, Kumite. I'm three <laughs> feet from Stan Bush. He's looking right at me, pretending <laughs> like he can't hear me. <laughs> and I don't I know if he thought I, I was making fun of him, but he like completely pretended this fucking song doesn't exist. I don't know why. He sang, uh, I think he sang You Got the Touch again. And then they like physically moved him. They're like, oh, we got to, you got to get out of here. Time. And this, I couldn't hear everything they're saying, but like, no they more. They just know it's going to get out of hand. Like if he starts yeah. playing that live in a crowd, that crowd is getting too pumped up. <laughs> there's, like that's, there's yeah, also that's a, a chance that Frank Dukes is lurking around at any point at all times waiting for him to, to just break yeah, the embargo of whatever the, the arrangement was on Bloodsport. And he's wearing socks the exact I wrote that color song. of the wall. What, what's the color? What's the color of the socks? Navajo white. Navajo white. I was like, what was it? Indian cream? <laughs> Got to be problematic. Got to be a problematic it's color from Frank Dukes. In some, in some way. <laughs> Just a man with no ankles. And you're like, that That guy's no threat to me. Oh, <laughs> he's got ankles, baby. The Kumite legal team is, they're, they're whip smart. They're ready to go. Stand by. Uh, that's trying that's to my story that about about this song. Weirdly enough, it feels like Stan Bush doesn't like this song. I don't that, know why. That can't he's, be. He's I insane. think it must have been concern for the well-being of everyone around. If they start a group chant of Kumite, a yeah, Kumite, a Kumite is breaks guaranteed out. Yeah. to break out. <laughs> it just happens. I love in the lyrics you wrote them down, and it says Kumite times, times eight. eight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite part. Is that, like all the rest of the lyrics are. I would say they're pretty generic. Like this, this I'll just go right into my categories. Uh, if you put this into the wrong universe, I think it holds up just fine Fuck for the it. most part. <laughs> like all of these lyrics are, my mind is ready, my heart's on fire. I'm mm-hmm. gonna push it over the wire. That's every '80s song. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. every '80s song is about. Just taking hold of a moment, giving strength by the breath yeah, of life. This is all like, fine. Colombian drug lord could do cocaine to this. It, it's yeah. It's a, it's like you could it's a nice you shoot. could drive an yeah. IROC to this. Mm-hmm. Like this, it's it's super eighties and fine until the middle where the entire song stops, so that just a crowd of people can go kumate, kumate, kumate. <laughs> like you can't you can't pass that off as something. Like if people didn't know this movie, if this movie didn't exist to introduce the concept of the kumite to the world like you you would have to i don't know you wouldn't know what it meant you'd have to make it like susudio or something right you don't yeah i was gonna say the studio or like an earth wind and fire um you know body kind of thing you don't think (laughs) yeah you would have to be like it's a good gibberish word and it just means you want to fuck a horse or something yeah kumite all night and all day wait what that was susudio about yeah fucking a horse Okay, I thought so. No, I actually have a joke for this. It's what a normal word sounds like with a dick in your mouth. Oh, yeah. It's my Phil Collins Cutting joke. that. 
cutting all that. <laughs> this is, this pod, we've been recording for a half hour. This podcast is two minutes long. Two minutes Throw it all in the stuff. garbage. Yeah, We're talking about 90s minutes. songs. We're bringing our 90s comedy sensibilities mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, you, you have to get a little 80s with talking about the 80s yeah, songs. We're all going to end up on the Joe sure. Rogan tour after this. Uh, wrong movie wrong movie I think it's still reasonably fucked same thing like uh-huh. it's gotta be a nonsense word or something otherwise yeah it could be it could be about any kind of 80s movie where you have to believe in yourself to overcome something yeah, which was absolutely this would which be a perfect was every BMX 80s movie. bike movie perfect maybe not break dancing but like any anything with a race I'm in anything with a fight it's perfect yeah. any yeah any sports underdog story all day. Yeah, if you yeah. even if even if it's like a romantic comedy and you gotta like go get the girl somehow, you know it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm that, you that, know you want that trip. I'm starting to think Kumite even in those situations works. It's like a like a Hakuna Matata kind of thing. Like it could mean anything. Yeah. It's what it, what are you going through? Then just right, like Kumite. If you, <laughs> if you brought this movie over to a universe where Bloodsport didn't exist, I think they would make this movie this song into a movie mm-hmm. and that movie would be Bloodsport. Exactly I think this is how same. you would introduce it That's like a, to that's that an, world. It's an inevitability then. It's like Thanos. Yeah. Like any universe without Bloodsport will have, on a long enough timeline, mm-hmm. will have Bloodsport. <laughs> it's inevitability, yeah. Every universe has Bloodsport. Yeah. They must. Uh, fucking it's, it's a Nexus performer. event. <laughs> the, the Nexus Kumite. <laughs> in which fighters from every dimension yeah, meet. That's our arena remake, Nexus Kumite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, wrong performer. Stan Bush just, he just fucking owns every inch of this yeah. song, but it's also, oh, it's so generic. Oh, it could. Such a good Paula Abdul song. <laughs> right. You could turn that Kumite chant into like something butt shaking. The way it you like. Shake, you could shake a butt to Kumite. If Paula Abdul is like, my body's ready, my heart's on fire, like, she's got eight dance moves already planned right. with like 40 people behind her doing just tight choreography. You could already see her back mm-hmm. to the camera. She says perfect timing. And then she whips her head around, looks right at the camera, oh. says tight as a drum. Tight as a drum. Oh, yeah, times getting, eight. Times eight. Getting erotically charged now. <laughs> I just know I just know how Paula's going to throw it down. That's all. There and Weird Al Yankovic. character like, in there, you know. Imagine a Weird Al Yankovic song parody of the Bloodsport theme song, and it's just like, it's my dream. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm trying to think of what he'd name it. Kumite. Oh, um, yeah. It'd be, it can be kind of like a food-related thing, or uh, what What do we got here? Crudite? You could name it Crudite. Oh, crudite. Oh, there you, there go. you go. That's perfect. That's it. Oh, shit, I'm Weird Al now. Where are you at? Yeah. <laughs> Call him up. We got his next. All project. right, there you go. Weird Al would kick the Weird shit out of it. And Van Halen, forty-year-old movie. The soup is ready. Flambe's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking done. Right, right there. Let's bill. let's send it. It's not too late. Let's send it to Weird Al. Yeah, let's email Weird Al after this. <laughs> Crudite. <laughs> weird pitch for uh, a weird guy. Uh, here we go. And, and here's, here's where we. I love go it. Ahead. Either Van Halen, I think, crushes this song. I think Van Halen See, like is. Ooh just shames Stan Bush into retirement with the, with the Van Halen version. Yeah. See, I, I don't think it's both versions though. This is where in my notes, I'm like, I, I do think Van Halen would shred the fuck out of it. I don't know about a David Lee Roth version. Mm. This feels like Sammy Hagar. And I don't say that lightly. I don't like Sammy Hagar. Like that. That's the inferior. It's the store brand Van Halen. To right. Me. But, but he's, he's the better Van Halen for this song, for this song. Yeah. yeah. He's, 
he's like he's the more Stan a little bit, Bush of there's a whiff the of the butt man. about it and yeah. he he sings more <laughs> from the butt yeah <laughs> I mean you obviously won with uh, Kumite yeah well, I won Bush. at the start but I, I like to explain yeah no I, 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 lo- I love it I, this is I'm my villainous monologue <laughs> well um, I brought for my commercial song Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. 1988's On Our Own from Ghostbusters 2. Uh, I think most people know this song. Uh, it kind of followed an impossible act because Ghostbusters was uh, obviously one of the biggest songs in the world. Uh, I think it was on the radio multiple times an hour for months when I was like eight years old. I remember, um, I'm going to tell another stupid childhood story. Uh, I remember the song was so big that a kid in my third grade class, uh, his name was Eric Brewster, was just obsessed with it. Like, it had been out for a few days, and he just wouldn't stop talking about Ghostbusters, and he begged the teacher to play it, even though we're like, dude, we fucking heard this song a million times. <laughs> and so he, we all sit down awkwardly, and she did it. And so we're just sitting there silently listening to Ghostbusters, and it's like maybe my first memory of, of just raw, secondary, shameful discomfort. Like, I'd never, like, I didn't even know this was I learned possible. about shame that day. <laughs> just be so embarrassed for someone. And he was, like, vib- vibrating and, like, kind of almost singing the whole time. And I-, I realized soon that he was waiting for the part where Ray Parker Jr. goes, Bustin' makes me feel good. <laughs> and... I- <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know it was possible, but like, my, just to cringe like that, like it was m- the first time that I experienced that. Uh, but anyway, the point of the story is that the song was huge enough to like break educational protocol where we would just listen to music instead of learning cursive or whatever. And that's, that's just the world we lived in where Ghostbusters was that big. It was more important than learning. Children, and, it is time to learn of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> and so Bobby Brown couldn't, couldn't you know, follow that. And he didn't, not even close, but I think this song is fine. I it think it's good. It's a good attempt. Yeah. I, I think it it's fucks. A... No, it does not belong at all. It fucks way too much for the Ghostbusters sequel. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that. But when you put it like that, you're right. It's, it's a good, it, it's a good song. It's is... just, it's, it's fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And the, the Ghostbusters if do I'm, not fuck If I'm going much. to the ninth grade dance and I'm waiting for my big moment, this song comes on. That's my moment. Like I'm, yeah. do, I'm doing it to it's this It's a good song. choice. Yeah. Good choice. I got uh, my silk. I got my button-up silk shirt with no collar on. You know the one I'm talking about. <laughs> Hell yeah! I think Bobby Brown wore that in the video. That's probably what he's wearing, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what he wears all the time. <laughs> I, the, the thing Does I like about the, the song is that it's kind of insane and stupid in the good way, where um, it's about the movie, sure, but it's also about specifically uh, solving problems by yourself, which is almost exactly the opposite of the movie's theme, which mm-hmm. is that we all need to work together, like have a positive attitude to defeat the slime. Yeah. yeah this was and, not about the movie yeah, at all. He did yeah. not. He had the song written. Right. And then they said, do you got a song for Ghostbusters? And he said, I've got a rap breakdown. I could tax Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters <laughs> type shit on the end of it. If that's what I've you got mean. 30 seconds yeah. for Ghostbusters. <laughs> what happens in the movie? Well, they're, they start off as like birthday party magicians. Okay. Got it. And there's slime was the slime under the building because that rhymes with children. I don't, I don't think I like this so far, Bobby Brown. No, no, listen. They find out about Vigo, the master of evil. Uh, you try to battle my boys. That's not legal. Like, that's, that's my favorite line because neither is being a Ghostbuster. Yeah, no kidding. That's also because illegal. Vigo, the Carpathian undead master of evil, right. probably doesn't care that it's illegal to fight the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's... sir, sir, this is illegal. Oh, right. oh. 
Oh, sorry. Shit. I've been, I'm going to get I've back been, in my painting. I've been gone for a while. I wasn't aware. Sorry. My bad. My, my bad. It's a misdemeanor to confront the duly deputized spook contractors, Carpathian we, Ghost King. We fight spook contractors all the time in the painting. Again, I am from the painting. I'm not from here. I don't know your rules. <laughs> I like also that Vigo has, what, like 15 titles in the movie, and he picks Master of Evil, which is not a, none of them. None of them. He yeah. could have said... Um, the city's under attack by the sorrow of Moldavia. You try to battle my boys, you lose your trachea. Or you're nuttier than macadamia. The point is, I don't think Bobby Brown reads a lot. And uh, the other thing I like is that the videos films during the brief period of time where he would carve like a Gumby slope into his flat top, mm-hmm. which is just my favorite hairstyle. It's exactly what I would do if my hair was thick enough. It's big uh, he wore new, ne- new Jack energy. That's <laughs> absolutely the new Jack energy. He wore the neon suits with no shirt, which is how I still dress for weddings or for funerals for heroes who died well. Uh, so my point is, I I love it. It's, it can't beat Stan Bush. I don't even know why I'm talking. We could run it through the ringer, but you take this into another universe, and people are like, "That's a great song." What the fuck happened during the rap breakdown? You, you lost your mind. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about how we're like in control of the situation and we're you know coming back up and then you just fucking start talking about ghosts and fighting ghost ghosts busting? and slime that, huh? and you got a slime chill are you gonna slime children bobby so- <laughs> brown what the fuck is your problem the birthday party clowns fight the slime from i don't understand the song <laughs> also just all of his rhymes are soft rhymes too children yeah building building evil yeah. legal you just got you yeah. gotta you gotta slime under the building yeah that Carpathia, legal. macadamia, Carpathia. I might have made that one up. I'm hating you. There's, you know, <laughs> he could have made it work. Yeah, he could have made it work. This is so, uh, this is easily this is like modular though, because then if you change the script mm-hmm. up, you just take that chunk off, keep right. the rest of the song, replace that last chunk with something just a, a lazy rap about whatever the new stuff is, and exactly that's a weekend to work. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, Paula Abdul. Was born to perform this song. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Uh, she could she probably covers it. Places. Yeah. Yeah. Weird Al obviously has a ton to work with. Mm-hmm. I um, would have. Li- I don't know if a Van Halen version would be good, but I would like to hear it. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. But I, I'm almost certainly certain it would be terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you get the Van Halen on this one. <laughs> Aerosmith might have been able to handle it. They did a little rap stuff back in the day. They might have been able to mm-hmm. to to wrestle with this last part here. Yeah. If it was like a screeching like breakdown where Steven Tyler would like fight Vigo mm-hmm. instead of rap about him, I think that would be good. He's like, oh, it's Vigo. And then he'd be like, ow. And okay, you know what? I think your Steven Tyler voice is racist too. <laughs> Somehow you managed it. Yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> All right, so I, I took that one, right? 100%. I didn't get a single point last time. I have to take the easy point. Yeah, I mean, you cheated by bringing Stan Bush, just like I cheated last time by bringing T-U-R-T-L-E power. Yeah, Too strong. Yeah. You brought the machine gun to the knife fight. I think on an academic level, you probably didn't win, but just on a sheer... Who the audience like you take it? You know this is. I will. I will never judge a contest where Stan Bush doesn't win. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, it's all predetermined. Yeah. (laughs) So where does that take Um, us? We go deep cuts next. Is that a deep cuts? Let's do deep cuts. Yeah. All right, uh, Brock. Where you want to start this one? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was Zach starting. Oh, we can do how we're, mix, we're mixing mix it up. up. Yeah. Well, let me go find mine. Just in case there's an advantage to going first or last. Right, right. That just means I need to find it in my dock is all. I could do some I'll more impersonations from Weird Science. <laughs> Please. You're steed, but what? <laughs> no, I found it. I found it. <laughs> uh, I'm bringing Deepest Bluest. Yeah. The LL yeah, Cool J rap from so Deep good. Blue Sea. I'm fucking real uh, excited about this. This is another one. Everybody just took us to fucking task for forgetting this everyone, one. And everyone always so. knows best, right? You're never, no matter what you picked, it was going to be wrong. Just, sure. Yeah. No, see, I think we picked some great ones. We picked some it's great just, ones. There were, there were two conspicuous missing, and that was Stan Bush. They were too and obvious. We went. We tried to be, we tried to be tricky. You know, we tried to subvert expectations. Fans don't like that shit. So you know, I think we all just assumed everybody else was going to pick it. I just think, like with Stan Bush, think, we were like, yeah. oh no, you're going to pick it. Oh, all right, yeah, I, I won't take. I tried it. to go weird. Yeah, that, that's exactly. I didn't what even happened. put it in my notes. Yeah. Like so, deepest bluest is. How long do we have in this podcast? We're gonna need longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need all. We can do a three-parter. Uh, yeah. I mean the uh, the metaphor, the central metaphor that anchors this entire song is uh, my hat is like a shark's fin. <laughs> I don't quite understand it, but I love it. I, I guess I get like this is what you see before you die. It is, but it could well, be he's, anything. He's he's a, his character is a chef, right? So he's talking about like a yeah. kitchen hat. I think is the. Oh, see, in the video, he's wearing just his normal like Right, but yeah, I think he hat. fucked that up, though. He should have just been... So here's where he fucked up. He's He was very clearly <laughs> coming from this as, I was in this movie, and I played a chef, so my hat uh-huh. is like a shark fin. But he's like, but I'm not wearing that hat in this music video. I'm here to be sexy, L.O. Cool J, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I thought it was that. his hat currently. I right. get it. If his hat is like a shark's fin, it's a yeah. chef's hat. You, you see it sticking up above the crowd, and you're like, oh, I got to right. run from that chef. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. But like, yeah. If I'm breaking the tie, I'm on Brockway's side. I think he's talking about his regular LL Cool J hat and how like that is as deadly to see coming as a shark's fin because his his rhymes are that deadly or or he's coming to get your girl. I think it's stupider than that. I think he's talking about a chef's hat. He's so dumb. He's a Mm. dumb man. Like that's that's he's not. I think he wears the hat while he swims and you could see the hat coming through the water. I think he found a hat that was just like a shark's fin Halloween costume. Right. And my he hat says, is like a shark's This fin. gives me an idea for a song. He could have at least had a shark's, like the team. Was it a hockey team? He could have just wore that, you know? Anything yeah. else than not wearing any sort of headgear that left any doubt in someone's mind. <laughs> I think he's just wearing, I, honestly, I love, he's wearing in the video. I, he's just wearing a do rag, right? Is he even wearing a hat in the video? He might just be wearing a do rag. I think he's just do yeah, and he doesn't even have waves. Why are you wearing a do rag, LL? You're balder than I am. This man makes no sense. The song, well, I whatever I hat he I wears, didn't, I didn't it's like a to shark's be fin. This upset by this song. This is yeah. A, I also see. I love the, I love this song so much because of the progression right. that it takes. Like I, I brought a song before where like Wild Wild West. It's great because there are like a few tacks you can take when you're doing an expository theme song. Where like I'm either just talking about the movie, mm-hmm. or I'm rapping as a character in the movie, or like I'm rapping about a character in the movie. Right. Like in this song, he does not know any of those things, and so he starts <laughs> rapping strange threats like uh, "I cause you to sink down forty thousand leagues, bleeding to death with no arms and short sleeves," because so somebody gets their their arms their bit arms off, off in the movie. Yeah. 
And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, is it, he's just talking about, but then he's kind of taking the persona of the shark then? I cause you to sink down, like, I am the shark. My head is like a shark's fin. He, but he doesn't stick to that. He doesn't. He slowly, throughout the song, it morphs into, I am the shark, but I'm still LL Cool J. <laughs> and <laughs> there's a I verse here, mention- he goes, go ahead. I, I just want to mention how many times he make reference to the shark being like genetically modified by by man, like it's it's really important that LL Cool J uh, uh, he keeps mentioning it. Something that is about the it. plot of the movie, but Agreed. he does not. But he also doesn't get the plot of the movie, and he changes it so that this song slowly becomes about LL Cool J becoming a were shark, which again yes. not the plot of Deep Blue Sea. I won't say it's it's worse than the plot of the like I would watch that, but he yeah. he raps uh looking for human flesh to rip my teeth through other fish in the sea but barracuda but barracudas aren't equal to a half human predator created by a needle so he says here half human now in yeah. they were genetically modified a little bit like to a, have like slightly larger brains like that's Cole that's Keith all song the half shark but, half man alligator Never, yeah now yeah. he's a half human shark. But then he he's very clearly the shark. He's more so shark it, than man with this with these descriptors. He's he's definitely like feasting on the bounty of yeah. His he kills. says, uh, "All you see is trails of blood. Even God won't intervene. Nightmares of darkness. My appetite is heartless." Like he's still getting lap is, dances though. He didn't forget about the the, the simple things in life. Getting the <laughs> lap dance while I smash through your boat. That's a hard working <laughs> well, dancer right there. No, that's a scene in the movie. Somebody's getting a lap dance on the boat, oh. and then the sharks sharks get him. So he's still like, oh, thought, so he will talk about I a scene in the movie. Like, I'm about lap dances still, but let's not get As a shark yeah. in the ocean, I'm getting shark I'm lap dances. I'm a shark, dances. but I'm not gay, all right? I still like mm-hmm. to get it, you know. Now, ladies, if you're giving a lap dance to a shark, you got to keep stroking in the same direction. Shark skin gets very rough and coarse if you go the opposite direction. And Just you not. have to keep it moving or you will die. That's if you, true. If you That's stop. how they breathe. <laughs> I like how this song is all, it's all about the shark, right? Except one moment where he, he still gives props to barracudas for being just as badass as sharks, like a propos of nothing. He's like other fish in the sea, but barracudas ain't equal. He's like barracudas are, they're pretty mean. They're pretty tough. Fuck they're pretty barracudas. tough. They're not, they're not sharks. Yeah, everything Ridiculous. else sucks, but I can't speak for barracudas. Is he like uh, put, casting shade on a different rapper? There, do you think? Is there like, is that like a ludicrous reference that he's the barracuda? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Who I don't think he's that smart. Yeah. I think, I think I he's think just he like, what's another tough fish? I yeah. think he, he, we had Google back okay. then. I think he probably Googled what's Any a tough beef? fish. His biggest Alta beef, Vista. I think, was uh, with Jamie Fox, which is, mm. which is colored a lot of my opinions on LL Cool J because Jamie Foxx was just so relatable about like all the things sure. that I, I I didn't realize bothered me about LL Cool J like I was like he gave voice to it and I was like oh yeah that guy sucks he's always licking his lips isn't he he can't stop <laughs> so glossy <laughs> so he's kind of like full of shit so I, that comes through in these lyrics like in a big way yeah a lot of a lot of lip licking you can sort of sense it mm-hmm. in some of these lyrics yeah, you got to get get ready to spit the rhymes, right? Right, you guys? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was... Can we just cut you, that? No, I think you said that, right? I think it's... Yeah, I think that was fine. Okay, so to continue his morphing, he says, They switched my DNA, tripped me into Cool J. I can't fight the feeling I'm born to kill prey. So he, very clearly, LL Cool J is now a shark. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like it is now directly LL Cool J. He's not rapping from the perspective of a genetically engineered shark anymore. The shark is LL Cool J. Yeah. That's a better movie. Yeah. It's a way better movie. It rules. And he that has like some verses about how sharks will like leave their weapons behind and fight with their minds, which I don't think they do. Yeah. They use it all. Why, why give away any advantage? I just, I don't think they can leave their teeth behind. So somehow, I also just, I don't think they fight with their minds very much, but I'll, I'll give it to them. Created by a needle. The, the killer's cold-blooded. His name's LL. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm the shark. I'm the shark. And of course, uh, oh, he, he says the, the line is, the killer's cold-blooded. His name's LL. You don't really want it. I ate your ancestors. The ocean is haunted. <laughs> the ocean is haunted. <laughs> I ate your ancestors. The ocean is haunted. And you're telling me that's not a great song? That's the best it's line so ever. It's so good. Yeah. It's a good bar, yeah. for sure. Does it make the whole song? Uh, I don't know. He, yeah, He's got this weird does. obsession with that. I with ate your Titanic. ancestors. The ocean <laughs> is haunted. He's bringing in other movies into this now. It's uh, L.O. Cool J Shark versus the Titanic, though. Is uh, That's another film I'd like to see. I would watch I would watch this whole series. And of course at the end of the video, I love the end of the video so much cuz they he splices in like the scene where they're all watching this killer shark like all the characters in the movie are watching the killer shark come towards them and he replaces it with himself so that it's just LL Cool J swimming towards them and they're all like, "Oh fuck. LL Cool J swimming towards us." Now, when and then at the this- end he morphs himself into a shark. It's just <laughs> Uh, when you picture this, do you picture, well, let me tell you what I picture and see if you agree. I picture just a regular shark, but with LL Cool J's arms and legs. And instead of a shark fin, it's his hat, that, that floppy hat. <laughs> yeah, that's spot on. Yeah, okay. It's a cool shark. <laughs> that's the LL Cool J wear shark that, uh, that we have created in this song. Street Sharks from that old cartoon. Do you remember that one? Yeah, a lot, a lot like that. Yeah, street that's basically shark. street, yeah. you basically describe Same pants, street. what if yeah. you... The what if he was guys? just watching Street Sharks? He might have been do any Street, street Sharks, Sharks voices. You're not allowed to do any Street Sharks voices. <laughs> Are they black? I never, I never really like kind of crossed that line. I wasn't sure. Like, in the same way that I knew the Panthro was black. I just, I know they're going to be. It's going to be an issue. I don't know if Street Sharks present a race at any point. Can yeah. we, can we, can we find out more about that, Sean? Can we? Can we yeah, let can me stop to Google. Let me, what let me Google. <laughs> Street sharks what race? <laughs> street shark impressions. White people allowed? Oh, here's a here's a Google says. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, right. uh, okay. Great white shark. Wrong, yeah. wrong universe right. criteria. Uh, LL Cool J. I think he made a better movie, but he did abandon this movie halfway through. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think if you ported this to the wrong universe. They would already have that movie about right. LL Cool J turning right. into a were shark. Yeah, and like they would have it would be a weird song about like Alzheimer's sharks accompanying their movie. So they'd be like, "Oh, oh, this is for that." Okay, I think that yeah. he made it enough about himself by the end too. That if even if they didn't have that movie, they'd be like, "Oh, this is just you know your run of the mill LL Cool LL, J song." LL Cool J is a were shark, and got, we must this hunt is, him. This is the guy that wrote a song about. That was all like really gross sexual innuendos about cereal. Like, I don't, ha- I don't have a hard time buying this one as a standalone LL Cool J project. Yeah, it's just LL Cool J being his wear shark self, yeah. living his wear shark life. Yeah, hundred percent. They'd be like, yeah, uh, this is this is the perfect song for our film Fish Cop. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That it makes sense for something they have because it doesn't make sense for this already. Yes. So I think by starting off wrong, it gets this category. Uh, if it was, if the movie was different, it's already wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's already wrong. It's, it's already yeah. He already changed really it. Fucked. Yeah, he he was ahead of that one. But imagine how wrong it'd be if the movie took the shark out. <laughs> <laughs> now I I am aware shark. I, I I need you guys to know that I've been genetically modified to murder. Hello, cool shit. We. We changed this to a drama. It's about a guy trying to learn to swim again after having a stroke. <laughs> He's like, so... We call it stroke. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, sorry. You're fired. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> we call uh, it stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. I'm uh, the, soul investor. The wrong performer. Uh, I'm just I'm totally fucked. slays yeah. as... Anyone trying this is like Sean and I trying to do Whitney Houston at karaoke night. Like it's yeah, no, it doesn't work. It's a disaster. Yeah, Paul Abdul couldn't dance to this. No. Weird Al couldn't make it any funnier or stranger. Yeah. David no. Lee Roth just wouldn't do. He wouldn't, he wouldn't sing. It. He would just yeah. start scatting or something. God, just, I would hate it. Just eight yeah. minutes of David Lee Roth scatting about sharks. Oh <laughs> yeah, I would. Or uh, no, now that you said. Oh, that. did I talk you into it with that? <laughs> a little <laughs> bit. No, I, I eat shit on the wrong performing category here. Yeah, yeah that's. A tough I got one. two out of three, but. All right, uh, Zach, you want to go second on your on your deep cut, or you yeah, want me to sure. go? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? I, I pulled right. up the Last Dragon for this one. Barry Gordy's oh, The Last Dragon. Fuck yeah, uh, but the song is just The Last Dragon. This is. Uh, of I don't know how deep of a cut it is. I feel like everybody is, is at least aware of this movie, but I don't know how many people actually have you sat are, through it. You would be amazed. Every time I mention this movie, nobody knows nobody what knows. the fuck I'm talking about. They don't know about. that there's like a, a Harlem-based kung fu fight movie that was also music-driven. <laughs> no, and, and driven. some people have the audacity to say, I don't want to watch that when I, when mm, I describe it. Uh, you may not be selling it right. Let me hear your pitch. How do you pitch this movie? I Exactly like it's a Harlem-based kung fu movie. It's, it's, by Barry Gordy. It's Barry yeah, Gordy. Music driven. The yeah. Last Dragon. It's like Motown you, meets Bruce Lee. Do you tell him the the lead character's name? Shonoff. The the good Shonoff guy. is the lead character. But who's no. the hero? Shonoff. <laughs> you you were not going to convince me of this. Bruce Leroy is a great. Like yes, I would just Bruce say Leroy it's a guy great. named Bruce not Leroy, Shonoff. and they'd be like, "Oh, I'm in." Bruce Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> that Bruce sounds Lee pretty racist. I kind of want to see this. <laughs> Maybe I'm not supposed to root for the villain, but if if yeah, if I wasn't supposed to root for Shonoff, I I don't want to live in that world. Shonoff is great. Um, now, if I did a Bruce Leroy impersonation, that's actually racist twice. Or is it not racist anymore? I think it because yeah, of I like the inverse property. The racist hurdle on that one, and because <laughs> he does spend the entire movie doing, he's appropriating the whole movie, right? An Asian voice, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a very, very bad Asian. He's full on so, like yeah, be I like water, with his, yeah. his motivation, right? Like that's the well. No, he does say it like Wata. Wata, yeah, like he's yeah. It's not okay. And he wears like the uh-huh. frog button jackets and everything. He goes, yeah. he goes all the way. I actually, I've actually have hung out with dudes like this. I feel like everyone went to high school or junior high with a person that. Just this, got a little water. too kung fu. Got yeah, a little too Bruce yeah. Lee with their kung fu enthusiasm. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. Um, I go to China so often, I actually sort of picked up an accent <laughs> for my training. <laughs> and a girlfriend, <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. Timac is a kind of a New York thing, too. They did Roadhouse Live was it was here for a while, and he was the lead. 
So he would actually oh, nice. drop in. There's stories of Tymac at, at, in the, like the local jujitsu uh, scene here, mm-hmm. and he would come in and he'd be like, he wouldn't really be there to learn jujitsu. He would be there to try to convince you that it was stupid. Okay. You should try this move instead. And he would do like pressure point stuff and like trapping, you know, like Jeet Kundo trapping. Oh, and we're like, okay. Eh, okay, Tymac. I'm just going to arm bar you, bro. Like that's just, I'm going to use science and like, you know, observable results. Yeah. Like this is cute. And it's really honored to meet you, but it's time to sleep. Yeah. You made one great Didn't wear movie. the glasses. No, he just had like the, he, he, the dude to his credit did not age. Like he looks fantastic. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was not wearing glasses. He was rocking a blonde uh, Patrick Swayze wig, though. Oh, <laughs> no, no. all right. I'm on board with that a little bit. <laughs> but uh, was he do it? Was he still doing the voice? He's doing the voice. Yeah, he might as well have been. Fantastic. He was still very much like trying to live out like within that Bruce Leroy skin. You know, like that's who he's like. That's who I am. That's that's all I ever. That's the biggest thing I ever did. So mm-hmm. this is what the people want. And it was pretty big, to be fair. It was. I uh, I love this movie. It's got my favorite and possibly only instance of a kid uh, escaping from his bonds <laughs> with with nothing but pop lock. Yeah, like, that's a solid move. I think it would work. I'd be willing. I to do try it all the it. time. Yeah, yeah. You escape I from have, your uh, from my your wife ties me captors. up all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, not in a sexual way. I just like to help me pop lock. Escape. Just to pop lock out, or just to like kind of chill you out for a little bit, and you're like, it's not going to work. You know yeah, this. Already. We, already, we both up. know what's going to happen. I'm going to fucking pop lock out of this. You can't pop and lock, but I can worm straight out of any bond. (laughs) That, um, there's like both of the Ernie Reyes Jr. was in that one. I think he's, he's popped up in your podcast before. Uh, his dad, his dad was also, and will again, Ernie Reyes Sr. Uh, actually gets kicked in the face by Ernie. Oh yeah. He's in it. Good for him. This movie's got all kinds of shit going for it. And this song, Mm -hmm. this fucking song has aged incredibly well in my opinion yeah. i love this this song fucking is fire i never i never realized it was like an eight minute it's mini eight frog minutes. rock opera i've only <laughs> ever heard like chunks of it and i i honestly thought this was like three different songs from that movie because i only ever hear it in chunks and they play different chunks mm-hmm. throughout the movie so i i thought this was like three or four songs to hear it it's all one just like journey i feel like this was written as if it was movie score they're like we need this to score this is the theme of the movie and there isn't a real so score. you need a song exactly as long as the exactly. movie got it yeah mm-hmm. i feel like I, I i i have a strong opinion that that freddie mercury could take this song and run with it if oh. we're talking about other oh fuck yes. yeah other performers like he this is like would fit in that echelon mm-hmm. um and it's kind of about you know it's clearly written for the movie. It's about the movie, but it also kind of rides that line that all these songs do where it's about like, you know, Oh yeah. These lyrics could be any yeah. rush song. That's like the power inside you is a thing. That's like kind of, it's a huge cliche. I don't know where it started, but it may have been with this song. Like the glow is this like physical, like representation of the power that was inside mm-hmm. you the whole time. Like that's, no, that's just Kung Fu shit. Just Kung Fu shit. Yeah. You believe in yourself enough. You, you glow. The other guy stops glowing. Cause you know, your swagger is just so much stronger than his. Now his it's glow actually shorts out like glow. a, like a light bulb that's going out. <laughs> it flickers and, and, and shorts <laughs> as yours grows. And shorts it, out his evil glow. It shorts it out. Yeah. Swagger aura. Who's the master? I love that the last, the last five <laughs> minutes up. of this, this eight-minute song are just, you are the last dragon, the last you dragon. possess the power of the glow. Yeah, mm-hmm. this would be a really bad karaoke song. 
Oh yeah. yeah, people would be like, oh, people would be looking at their watches. That's that's always a bad <laughs> sign in karaoke when the watches come out. People like, wear the last dragon anymore. times eighty eight. <laughs> that's how it should have gone. Next fifty six measures. <laughs> I do like uh, something happens with the in the song when they you'll you'll find the time of need and then it's like. Um, church choir comes on they go the glow like they they, they represent it with the, the absolute like the correct amount of reverence mm-hmm. like it this. is a pure prog rock opera mm-hmm. like you can see the stage how they've set it up and that church choir comes in you know they're like standing in the background and the lights come up this kind of is unfair though because yeah, a lot of the shit we've made fun of um with these songs are are unfortunate disasters of like a composer that had no business trying to do rap songs like come on up with a rap they're just like classically trained orchestra conductors and like they just their hands were tied. This was like Motown's finest were behind this one. Like these guys like produce all the tracks for the Temptations, like mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige. Like they've been like all over the place. And so for this, what they just kind of they probably just farted this one out, but as far as expository songs goes, it like has a huge unfair advantage. Right. A lot yeah, of talent. But- the criteria doesn't necessarily reward goodness. Oh no, not at all. This is just uh, <laughs> this is just me horrifically overselling this song. So when people go listen to it, they're like, "This fucking song? What is this guy smoking?" <laughs> There's no way that everyone's gonna love this song. No. Yeah, this song you'll get amazing. pumped up. I will. Yeah, I will. I will put on three pounds of muscle just listening to this song. <laughs> and it's all in the dick. It's all dick muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I think this song. Hello crushes it in wrong universe and wrong movie i don't think it needs any context to be uh magical right i don't think paul abdul could do i think it. one no. thing fucks this song up and it's weird al i think weird al takes this song and just like just my whole my whole entry is in shambles now yeah. <laughs> paul abdul couldn't do it i don't i am maybe maybe a hagar van Halen. no no like david lee roth would 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 have a good time with this one. He, no, nah, this right inspirational, like, croon, like, it's not croony enough. <laughs> he could make it. It's croon. just. He'd find the croon. No, this, like is, the a, this is a Hagar Van Halen. <laughs> this is Hagar. Doesn't mean it's better. <laughs> You're like, I'm no, so that's a dang. You get the what Hagar. What would Weird Al's song be? Like, you possess the power of the what? Oh, yeah. The what's, nose, the, what's the thing? Yeah. The power of the. The, the blow. Like, it's a big nose that shoots, blow. like, extra yeah. wind. Yeah. No, it's it's nothing. Just like me, you fall apart in the performer category. You got the others. Got the others, and Weird Al just just fucking cut me off at the knees. What if what if it's the power of yo yo? Like that's reasonable, right? Like that he he could have done that. Yo yo, the power of yo yo, like the yo like a yo yo, like a physical. Yeah, you get like the toy. Tom yeah, you get Tom Smothers on the yo yo man, right? It's yeah, like you could change the lyrics, but there's nothing movie. that's going to change that this is an eight-minute prog rock opera. <laughs> so <laughs> this is going to be an eight-minute prog rock opera Weird Al song. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. He's, he's got a pretty wide range. Damn you, Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I think it's fucked. I think yeah, it's fucked. Once in the hands of any of these artists, it's a... I, it's I gave a, up a long time ago. I appreciate tanks. that you kept like riding for it as long as you did, but... <laughs> Well, sure. It's, it's over. This fucking last dragon okay. is, is asleep. <laughs> well, let me. Uh, I'll do my deep cut. All right, let's do now, it. Now, I did "Restless Heart" by John Parr, 
which is the song uh, you probably know it. It comes on at the end of Running Man mm-hmm. when um when you, like Running Man is nothing but great moments, and then you get to the end and you're like, wow, that movie's so good, and then it then the song comes out like this is no game, and you're like, oh fuck yeah, this song. Like I forget about it every time. Uh, <laughs> Now that, I have was, that in my notes too. I have like I, I forgot about this song. Standing yeah. in the dark, uh, I swear so, I heard you calling my calling name. My name. <laughs> so the, this was written for the movie. The lyrics originally were way more about it. Uh, the trivia about it was the lyrics originally went, uh, "Would you bet your life on the Running Man?" But uh, the producer oh, said, "Oh, see, I, I had that in my notes. Like yeah. this is not about Running Man at all. But it it is, and it it's only not because they asked him to make it less about Running Man." They decided Why was, would you do that? I agree. But they said it was too close to the film and too downbeat. And they'd gotten paranoid about the title. Like they thought they might change the title. So uh, they say the new version tells the story of what happens when the film finishes. This is all a quote from uh, an interview that uh, John Parr gave. So uh, they filmed a music video for this that is fucking amazing. I don't know if you guys it's remember so this or saw it, but it's like... John Parr, uh, he's in like a Jiffy Lube uniform from the cyber year 2000. <laughs> and it's, he just fucking, he can't even come close to dealing with how powerful his emotions are. He like crouches down and like holds his head. To, he's just straining <laughs> to keep this passion contained within his head and heart. And he fails. His passion is fucking everywhere. He plays an American flag guitar, but <laughs> like not usually, just kind of holding it and spinning with it. And shit explodes from the hit film Running Man while he's doing that. As if to say, hey, every other music video ever made, fuck you. He's and playing explosions on his American guitar. <laughs> yes, it's so fucking good. It's, it's crazy. Just stuff from the movie. They show the finale. They show fireball. They strobe flashes of action scenes in. He runs into an American flag up against the wall like he's just fleeing from his own emotions and then decides, no. He's got to turn and face them. And they, they, they just all between shots of Arnold running and him running. Just this like sort of. Well, dude. They are one. In yeah. The same. Like I'm yeah. just, I'm just like the running man. And it rules. It's like he saw running man. He's like, yes, I'm going to do fucking exactly that. But 4% more Richard Marks. Yep. And it's like maybe the 80th thing that's ever been is this video. And Zach, I bet when you close your eyes and you dream of the perfect world and the perfect music, the perfect aesthetic. You're just picturing the Restless Heart music video. I'm just sitting here the running nodding, man original like, soundtrack. Just, yeah, just quietly nodding, just like yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you got me figured this out. This is you got me dead yeah, to rights. This is my heaven. Yeah. Uh, so you remember in when Richard Dawson called into the zone mm-hmm. and he's talking to Arnold on the video conference billboard, private call, right? When he's uh, yeah, yeah, he's like, I turned off the cameras. Yeah. Anyway, they edit the music video so so that. It, it, he, he shows up on that. John Parr shows up on that. And it looks like Arnold is watching it. It's fucking amazing. And Getting then, inspired. <laughs> yes. And more than once, footage from the movie is reflected from his, like, cataract surgery Jackie Chan sunglasses. And so, <laughs> like, if you only had four minutes to explain what was great about this decade, it's it. This is it. Put this fucking put music this video, video on. on the Voyager. Send it to space. Let space know about what we can create. He shoots lightning from his guitar and it goes into the movie and it hits Arnold and Maria Conchita Alonso, like from the scene where like Dynamo is shooting at him. It's just like So he perfect. hits the good guys yes, with his little lightning. Shoots the bat, he shoots the good guys. And when he does his guitar solo, Arnold watches it from the billboard. He just can't fucking believe it. And then he like <laughs> looks into the camera like, yeah, you get to die with that majesty in your heart, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And like... <laughs> And you know, like when you're in an empty American flag warehouse and you stretch out your hand to reach for your dreams because 
John Parr does. He does it the whole video. <laughs> They're right there. His dreams. All you have to do is grab him, John. You roll the dice. Make a brand new start. And the best thing is it knows when to quit. After four minutes of just fucking perfection, it just fades out. Just like I love slowly, it. I love weirdly, the 80s fade out. For like 20 seconds, it takes to fade out. Like you, It sounds like something's wrong with your speakers. It's like there's some kind of a passion valve on the universe that someone finally released. It's just like... It's John Parr uh, letting you know how empty and sad your life is going to be in about 10 <laughs> seconds. See, I get the complete opposite take. I think the 80s fade out, like the song has no end. And it, it's like you're moving right. away from the song and this song and this world. He's just going to keep doing stops, this. never stops, right? Forever. Yeah. That's like that point, this yeah. is just going. You're going to come back and visit it and then you'll leave again. It'll fade out. No more lonely this is nights. This is aliens. That's my favorite part because With it's a cuts to... Heart. What's the what's the I'm blanking on the chainsaw guy's name? Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. You like had half the name right? already. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he says no more lonely nights and it cuts to Buzzsaw on his motorcycle <laughs> yeah. with chainsaws driving through fire. Yeah. And it's like no more lonely no nights. More Nothing can keep you apart from this True murderer enough. with they'll the be, chainsaws. They'll be in love forever. And then he he pulls up on a motorcycle like that was me. Yes. With the chainsaws. Yes. <laughs> I think he's the bad guy of Running Man in this video. He's, he's just the apotheosis of Running Man. He is all elements of Running Man at once. And oh, I, it's so good. I love it because I don't. I don't know anything about John Parr. Like as much as I love this song, I don't know if he ever did anything else. He may not. He yeah, I felt no to. urge to look into yeah. him. Like I feel like this is complete. Like this yep. is you. I know who you are. I, I think that was just that was an unconscious decision on all of our parts. I don't think anybody. I looked into every other artist on this one, and just this one felt just fine the way it was. I yeah, didn't yeah. Look yeah, complete. Yeah. I don't need to That's know it. anything else about you after this. It only goes down from there. Yeah. He's probably like some horrible sex criminal. We're like, oh, this guy rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're never going to look in it a up. bubble. We he is the greatest be. human being that ever lived. But do not <laughs> prod outside that bubble. So I think you take this song to the wrong universe. Who gives a shit? Yeah. This song could be about it anything. It takes over that and, universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think no matter how much they change Running Man, it doesn't matter because they, they changed this song anyway. Um, Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's about nothing. It's about just all the stuff that 80s songs are. It's about like running and being afraid of stuff and then winning. Like, fuck yeah. yeah. I think Paula Abdul uh, does not do a good job. I mm-hmm. think that's a bad song. Uh, Weird Al yeah. Yankovic. Um, it's probably called like Jogging Man or something fucking stupid. There's just this, no hook there for nothing. him to like yeah. guys, work with. Guys, Restless Farts. Restless We're done. Farts. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, <laughs> fucking Nobel Prize for that. <laughs> And then Van Halen is probably the greatest song they've ever done, either Van Halen. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel very good about this category, but I'll leave it up to you guys. Yeah, no, just the description alone may have just rocked. Which is still <laughs> only Bush. got, we all we all got two out of three and biffed it on the exact same, ca- mm-hmm. like, it's all the performers. We never, yeah. we never nailed it. But well, I think you nailed more than we did. I agree. Uh, we gotta have to go back and, and I look also, at our notes. There's, I feel like there's at least one that got all three performers. That's uh, also, uh, I know it's not science, but it's just rules. So. Yeah, yeah. You got a description it's, that so you that, got that Sean clearly put a lot of heart and soul into to to, to take I'm this. Very category. passionate about yeah, this. No, yeah, this is it. I actually I'm trying to win made, this one. Um, there's a there's a kid that I play video games with, 
and he's like in his late late twenties now, I think. But he he just didn't have a lot of this kind of thing in his life. So I've been slowly mm-hmm. just like, dude, you're gonna have to watch Running Man at some point if you want to be my friend. Like this is <clears throat> it's the only way it's gonna work. I, if I push anything else on you, it's it's this movie. Like I, I if I had to pick one thing, and he finally right. watched it and he he enjoyed it. At least that's what he told me. I have no reason to believe that he didn't. And now this it song seems- is also in his heart as well. Good. So. I bet we've probably quoted 40 to 50% of Running Man to each other playing easily. Borderlands, Borderlands or yeah. Destiny. Mostly Dynamo. Dynamo is pretty much my go-to. Yeah. Bet you thought it was pretty <laughs> funny out there in the zone, didn't you, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> He's so awful. He's the Why worst. aren't you laughing? Why aren't you laughing? <laughs> that poor guy died before the film was even released, too. That was... Uh, he never got to see uh, the the. Wait, no, that's his legacy. Uh, no, no, that cannot his be his legacy. He's a, apparently a very accomplished opera singer, but his legacy is. But no, uh, he's an electric rapist. Electric now. rapist. <laughs> hey, Christmas tree. Hey, lighthead. Well, he had no good burns for him either. He had the wor- easily the worst cut downs for Dynamo. He was just kind of like you know he was he had to act quickly. He was running fast. He was trying to prevent a rape. Like he he didn't have a lot yeah. to work with. So. Yeah, because it also it, the movie contains maybe one of the best one-liners from Arnold, which is "Here lies Sub Zero, now Plane Zero," which is yeah. so ponderous but great at the same time. Like no one in the world could pull that off. No, other than Arnold. Oh, th- that's it. Maybe LL Cool J. Maybe could write Weird a good Al. song about that. My oh. Sub Zero is like a Plane Zero. Turn it into a Wear Sub Zero. My hat is a hockey <laughs> helmet. <laughs> I wish that was LL Cool J's career. Where every song was just about how his hat is a different thing. <laughs> half zero, half man. All right, I think we should move on to our We're doing wild, wild cards card. Now? Yeah, and we might be running short on time, so um, let's let's make yeah, it we're quick. Going a little long. Yeah, yeah, we'll make it quick. Well, my wild card is Human Tornado uh, from the film Human Tornado. Uh, it's. Two and a half minutes long by Rudy Ray Moore, <laughs> the star of the movie. Uh, and one of those minutes is just funky ass wonka wonka wonkas mm-hmm. with trombones and I think theremins. Uh, Zach, you're the musician. You might know if that was a synthesizer or a theremin. But it's just like <laughs> wonka wow wow. And it's just perfect for a Dolomite movie because it's a bunch of weird rhymes about how badass he is. And then just hilariously clunky musicality. Like, he, like it all just falls apart and you can't quite tell what parts he's being serious about like in the middle of his rhymes about handcuffing lightning and splitting the raging sea he says he doesn't want any dilapidated sea sap and pigeon-toted cross-eyed bow-legged son of a gun's messing with him and it fucks up the song real bad <laughs> it does it's, i feel like it fucks up his flow like when he yes. does it it fucks up the song and uh it's an impenetrable insult Followed by three very specific birth defects. So that has to be like an actual person, like someone dilapidated who sap sees and whose mother drank during pregnancy. And Rudy Ray Moore fucked up his whole movie's theme song just to call him out specifically without actually using his name, which is both very mean and very kind-hearted. Right. Again, I love it. It's it's the dynamism of Rudy Ray Moore encapsulated in a song. Uh I, I hear the song and I think the people have so much fun making this. Uh, and it's kind of the only coherent theme about the human tornado is that like whatever was the most fun, that's what they did. And so I think that's uh, what this song is about. I think the um, the dilapidated CSAP and thing was maybe his attempt to uh, to follow up on the classic 
rat soup eating honky motherfucker. That's uh, yeah. It just didn't have the same panache, you know. That's like that's right. Like point. he calls himself a bad motor scooter, which is great. I love it. I it's so. It's I don't so have. Cute. I don't have any notes on it. <laughs> yeah. But like it made well, a it feel like he's trying. Like he's trying to make this radio friendly because mm-hmm. there's no swearing in it. Mm-hmm. Is he like? This is gonna kill on the radio. Yeah, it's like he tried to make Ghostbusters insane. ten years before Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. You made a two and a half minute song for the radio at that time, and half of it is just like the opening to a grindhouse movie, and then the other half <laughs> is is you insulting like a disabled man. Yeah, no <laughs> You're like the graphic, radio's gonna love it. There's no graphic yep. sex acts being depicted. Um, it's a whole new. It's a whole new dolomite. I love that he rhymed Leda with tornado. <laughs> uh, very very bold to change two words to make I love them rhyme with he, each other and neither one of them threatens to murder everybody yeah. and is the but immediately followed by like but we can hang out though yeah and it's got like that old timey like that dolomite shit where he's talking about like his historical ass kickings like I picked up the rock and killed the giant goliath and whooped old Nero's ass for setting Rome on fire and you're like what are you what this are you talking? So you're like three thousand years old. Yeah, this is time travel. I've been or some kicking sort of, ass yeah. through time. <laughs> I'm every badass who's ever lived. Yeah, it's all been me, Rudy Ray Moore. I, I think <laughs> the Highlander. Um, if you take this into the wrong universe, uh, that's fine. It would just sound like a regular Rudy Moore thing, right? Uh, that you couldn't really put it in the wrong movie because Human Tornado really is aggressively nothing. There's just there's nothing that happens in that movie that makes any sense or that corresponds to other things that happen in the movie uh it's perfect for romantic comedy why not uh or a horror movie i think paula abdul um makes a big mess out of this i think she um, i think she walks on this whole concept for, with this yeah. song she's like i was with you guys until this point but now i just feel like you're insulting until, me can we change dilapidated c-sapping pigeon-toted cross-eyed bow-legged <laughs> son of a gun to messing with me to no we can't we can't change that at all all right I'm honestly, I feel like she'd, she'd hear that and, and like her choreographer mind would just like, if she couldn't help herself, she would have to like create dance moves for it. Mm-hmm. To get a bow leg, a pigeon toe across. It's all, yeah, yes. it's all very, yeah. well, there's no way to yeah. make a sexy one. Mm-mm. Yeah. She's, she's doing like the Tootsie Roll to the bow legged part. She's yeah. like, yes. And she's got yes. like finger guns for the, for the end of it. Uh huh. You know, she's, she's like, got, God damn it. Okay. I'm, we're it. doing this. If there's a and dance, just, she's in. Yeah. Yeah. She's in. Uh, I think Weird Al and Van Halen also, uh, don't do a great job with this. Uh, yeah, this is. I'm not expecting to win this more song. I just, I, I love Dolomite, and um, this song's pretty good. I, I wanted to include some Dolomite. I, I There's think, something to be said for a man that just owns a piece of art. Completely, right. owns this it. is yeah. this is that's, Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah, that's what's special about him. Nobody else could step in and do this. Mm-hmm. If LL Cool J tried, he'd be half tornado, half man by the end of it. Be a yeah, which is which is less than all tornado, all man. <laughs> like, wouldn't you just rather be full tornado? Yeah, you started off a full tornado, man. You can only go down. My hat is like a tornado; it doesn't work. My hat's a tornado. It spins around on your head. Yeah, you got you like okay? a propeller yeah. hat. <laughs> you talking talk about a beanie? All right, oh, so all right. It's, it's tough to judge year. this one. This is a great entry, but like hard to really. We'll have to, to let's hear the other two and yeah. see how it goes. See how it goes. All right. I think I think I'll I'm this I'm up second here again, I think, or uh Sure. Yeah. Go for it. This is this could very easily be seen as as an attempt to try to like 
follow up to success of the Dragnet song, but this it's not. This is just <laughs> yeah, a song. Yeah, that's how I read it. <clears throat> yeah, I wasn't trying to do that like same thing. It just happened to be another goofy ass song. All my wild cards are just like shitty raps about cop movies, I guess. But uh this is Police Academy 4 Citizens on Patrol by the uh the LA Dream Team and Michael Winslow. So that's if you don't know, oh, he's on the show, Academy. guys. He's on the show today. It's holy shit, Michael Winslow, dude, huge fan. That, Thank um, you. <laughs> um, he, uh, if you if you Big. didn't grow up in the Police Academy era, Michael Winslow is the guy that makes mouth sounds. Like that's his that's his thing. Yeah. He's really good at it, uh, and that's really all he ever did. So this half of this song is is a man pretending to be a whole recording studio. Um, he's the producer yelling instructions. He's the guy saying like, "Just give me a second. I'm gonna really throw it down." Then he throws it down. Then he's the guitars. Then he's the bass. He's mm-hmm. other w- wobbly machine noises. It's all like the classic Michael Winslow arsenal of sounds. He's got kind of a go to bag of yeah. tricks, and they all show up here. Um, I don't want to like. And yet, in the 1980s, this was enough to rule the world it, for like two it. years. He, it is actually I don't want to uh, come down on Michael Winslow, but there's a video that uh, kind of goes around the internet every few years where he like, I think he does a, a Led Zeppelin song with his mouth mm-hmm. uh, on some talk show, and it's really funny at the beginning of it. He's like, I believe I'll do it in the uh, original artist's uh, key of G minor or something like he oh, like no. he sets it up like he has like all this op- all these options, right. and it's just like oh. Oh, dude! Is he's, trying really, to, he's trying to—he's trying to like a sophisticated, like yes. I, I understand yes. music, like, and I'm yeah, and nobody's playing along with that. Like, there's no band that has to match him. It's just full on, like, uh, if you're an idiot, you might think this sounds really smart. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and then he does something completely fucking impossible with his mouth. So, like, yeah. he saves it, but like, he might be an asshole. I can't tell. Yeah, you're like, that's not a G, bro. Come on. Um, yeah, he uh, That's this he, he he ruled the world, and he, at this point, I think this is where he started to rule the Police Academy franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Citizens on Patrol was the last one that Steve Gutenberg was in, so I think this might this song may have killed it for him. He may have been like that. Steve Gutenberg got too big for yeah. it. Yeah, and Mike, uh, Michael too Winslow big. may have just he may have had like a Steve Urkel kind of thing where he started to like have some <laughs> real pull, and he's like. I need this other guy out. Like, it's just, there's not enough room for both of us anymore. He doesn't do mouth sounds. Uh, that's kind of my thing. That's kind of the Police Academy way. So it's me and Tackleberry from now on. Yeah. High Tower. High Tower. That lady, yeah. that lady that always says, don't move, dirtbag. Just yeah, the one like, line every movie. She has to, like, find her inner badass every movie. Yeah, the exact every same movie. Way. And then, of course, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. I think he came back as a good guy in this he movie. He did, which was an interesting uh, uh, revolving door kind of situation because mm-hmm. he was very clearly a bad guy in the last time we yeah, saw him in like the Police Academy movie. full maniac. He was like a gang leader. Like he was yeah, definitely... he was like from a fucking Mad Max movie. Like he yeah. walked in from the wrong universe. <laughs> and he almost like completely de- destabilized the entire city, I think. So yes. now he's a cop. Uh, he's on a uh, an on ramp program for citizens to become accurate. police officers. Yeah, yeah, it's accurate. Along with the uh, the the big guy from Wildcats, he's in it. Uh, Hightower. Yeah, what's his name? Bubba Smith. No, 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 no. The the fat kid from Wildcats. The young. One. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I said big guy. Okay, I was yeah, trying to avoid, but then you were like, yeah, the, the oh. Hightower. I'm like, no, no, no. The other, the other big, <laughs> the other kind of big. Um, hmm. 
yeah, this uh, this song kind of uh, has that all the all the feelings of like another composer that had to make a rap song, but I don't think that happened. They got a real rap crew together. The L.A. Dream Team are like real guys. They were like West Coast rappers from like the party era, you know, before crack was like introduced and gave us gangster rap. And this is kind of just how they sounded. It's like indistinguishable from like a corny white guy's idea of rap because it's just this is where corny white guys got their idea of rap was from the L.A. Dream Team. So it's kind of their fault that they're now lumped into that group. But uh, this... um, this, this was dangerous and scary back in the day, though. Yeah, it was. These guys got a mugger in an alley and a junkie named Sally. <laughs> <laughs> so you better go home. We'll leave you alone. We're citizens on patrol. I didn't even. Oh, do, it's so cute. And I wrote citizens so on cute. patrol every time they said it. I didn't do that multiplier bullshit. I didn't take the easy way out. <laughs> and it looks like in these notes, it, it's spelled wrong every single time. Oh, yeah. Citizens. Yeah, I copied and pasted the wrong one. Look at that. That's how they said it. It's colloquial. It's racist. That's how I knew you were lying. Yeah. Oh, wow. Literally every single time it said, yep, I did. Look at that. Mm -hmm. I am amazing. (laughs) The brain knows what it says, though. So you had to transcribe this? I did. Yeah, there was no lyrics. I had to put this out there. But I was already doing the same thing for, uh, I had another pick that I ditched. Because it was just this times ten in terms of difficulty level, like right. What I was trying to do with the other song, it was way too advanced for me. There was like a crowd. There's the break beats were too loud. I, you know, it was Ice T. Right. Ice T was mumbling a lot, so mm. my hopes were dashed. Yeah, Citizens on Patrol. It's a piece of shit song. I, I, I really, uh, you know, <laughs> I threw it out there. I thought it'd be a lot more uh, entertaining, but just like after the whole Dragnet thing, it's kind of uh, it kind of flops, you know. It's not mm. as funny. It's not as good in in the wrong ways. Could you do the Michael Winslow noise based sketch? Oh, did I put I it in there? Could, no, I didn't transcribe. No, could that you per, could you perform it? Could like, I, perform I think it? that would really save. It. I think oh, it saved yeah, the whole yeah. bit <laughs> if you could do like a really <laughs> solid Michael Winslow thing. Boom! 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 That's close, right? <laughs> so fucking good. Honk. <laughs> This is the type of thing you'll find on oral knots mm-hmm. if you go on the on YouTube. It's all it's why they're called that. It's all mouth sounds. <laughs> Wet mouth sounds. <laughs> I uh, do think I do think you could do something good with some old Michael Winslow footage mm-hmm. and then redub it to to be just extra insane or or very very normal. Yeah, very normal would be great. Right. Normal. Yeah, there's there's plenty of ways to support just, Michael Winslow. Just struggling like it's his first day trying this. The problem would be the people would be like, "Why? Are you, who is this fucking guy you're yeah, trotting out yeah, on your YouTube channel true. all yeah. of a sudden? What yeah. happened to Arl Knots? <laughs> They'd be like, well, we just went, our, our heads went too far up our own asses. What are you going to do? Yeah. It happens. Fuck it. This song, I'm just going to go ahead and say it collapse. I'm over it at this point. I kind of just want to talk about the other songs now. So it, like, okay. it collapses. We don't even need to run universe. it through the ringer. Yeah, it's, yeah, it doesn't do well. Van Halen might kill it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think Paula Abdul would be fine with this. She'd do all right with it. Yeah, this it's got all in, the it's got all the same kind of music cues that, that with the caveat that that each performer would have to do the noise. They'd section. have to do the mouth sounds. Paula yeah, Abdul right. would have to do the mouth sounds. I feel like she might Weird surprise it. us for sure. She'd probably do some of them with her armpits. I can just I can hear <laughs> David Lee Roths already. He's got yeah, he's got some mouth talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> hey. Hey. 
All right. Uh, last one. Yeah. My wild card is: Are you ready for Freddy? Uh, the <laughs> Freddy Krueger. It's from. I didn't even make the notes. It's from Dream Warriors, right? Four. No, it's, it's got to be. Uh, Dream Warriors is three, right? It's from the fourth film, right? Dream, Dream Warriors is three. Child? No, that's the fifth film. Uh, fourth was Freddy on Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Citizens on Patrol of Nightmare on Elm Street films for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it's got it's got the beat of every anti-drug PSA ever filmed. Mm-hmm. Just a real, a real accessible beat that you've heard in elementary school. Yeah. Uh, here's here's why it's a wild card. Uh, it's the only one I could think of that with actual rap verses from the lead monster in the movie. That's right. Uh, several times, Freddy Krueger himself shows up to do rap verses. Yeah. In fact, he introduces it by saying. Elm Street's the place, if you got the time, listen to this, you'll bust a rhyme. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. I think he's better than two of the fat boys. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is not high competition. Uh, <laughs> but man, man, I loved I loved this song, revisiting this song. Uh, I, I loved the video. I did loved you transcribe about this? It. I can't understand a fucking word of this song. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't transcribe this. Okay. This is the these? actual lyrics. Okay. They, this was ready to go. Okay. That's good. Fred Krueger the myth or Freddy Krueger the man, it doesn't matter because I'm still rapping about him, understand? So sit back, Jack, I'm going to bust a rhyme. Grab a hold of your friends. It's Krueger time. I fucking love that Robert England showed up, sat in a makeup chair for however long it takes to do Freddy, and and showed up for this song. And rapped. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you they let him write his own bars. He didn't do a bad job. Because, well... Yeah, he did. But <laughs> for the time, it was no worse than every no, other no, white guy. Like, compared to like, he the did say, lyrics. He, like he has a few in the chorus, he has a few little bars here and there, and then he has one big breakdown where he says, you see my name is Freddy and I'm here to say. Yeah. That's <laughs> a, real I'll bad. wrap you up and take you away. And if you feel like you're tired and ready for bed, don't fall asleep or you'll wake up dead. I like the ending there. That's fine. Yeah, yeah he Freddy, pulled it together. On a classic, he raps uh, like a grandma intentionally embarrassing her grandkids. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like at the pool or something. So you go yeah, name, and I'm here to say, like that's a you're in the Fruity yeah. Pebbles territory right there. Yep, this was ten years after that was totally not okay to do anymore. Yeah, and they were still selling this as a horror franchise, and I just I think it was starting to get goofy here. But that's the end of the horror franchise. Mm-hmm. When you see the monster rapping and he starts to rap like your grandma, you're like, oh, okay, we're not. There, well, this isn't a horror movie this, anymore. This was directed by <laughs> like a real, like a real shit show guy. Rennie Harlan made this, and he's he's come on to ruin a bunch of franchises. He did Die Hard too. Um, mm. Well, Cutthroat Island, so not a great movie. Uh, he also did. <laughs> my girlfriend and I tried to. Uh, we were going to have like a fun marathon day. We were like going to watch intentionally bad movies there's like a, a wwe series of movies called 12 rounds there's like three of them i think the first one has john cena mm-hmm. um he made that and it's just maybe the worst action movie i've ever seen when you have john cena and you can't save it and you can't do anything with him it's you've, yeah, you are you're fucked up it's exceptionally bad filmmaker so <laughs> that's that's did he also direct this video because it's also he may have it's got just, all the, yeah. the hallmarks of a of a of a Harlan joint. Let me let me walk you through the video real quick before we exit because I love the video. I love that it starts with the fat boys rolling up on their custom mopeds, mm-hmm. which 
was extremely cool in the 1980s. That was their thing. Just yeah. like it is now, but like, like it is today, right? Only now. one of them is like what, like 2021, you'd call like problem overweight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other guys are like, yeah, their fatness did not age yeah. well, even though many of them died early. Yeah, right. Including, but you the look at them now, so you're like, one. this is some pretty average sized dudes. <laughs> yeah. All dead at like 50. Yeah. So, yeah. We, it, we it's eat too much corn and bread in America, is my point. <laughs> it's half the rap. Half the rap is about corn and bread. <laughs> uh, we do my favorite thing in this video, which is it starts with a skit where the rappers interact with an old white man. You yes. know it's good mm-hmm. every yeah. time that starts off. And it's this is a perfect uh, trope. It's a can't, yeah, can't lose. Yeah, you're always in for a good time if rappers in the 80s talk to an old white man. No, and he's video. Usually I meant that he's lawyer. like, you can't get this uh, you can't get this inheritance until you spend a night in a haunted house. I'm like, yep, that's perfect. Yep. Yep. That's uh, not the plot of the movie. You are actually making uh-huh. a rap for a horror movie, and you made up the plot of a lesser horror this movie. This is the plot of the Fat did. Boys. That's all you do. <laughs> I, I'd also so, argue also, that that's such a cliche that like they didn't need to explain it. They could have just had this guy like point at the piece of paper and then go to the house and we'd know what that they was. Absolutely so they wasted a minute and a half explaining <laughs> it. And what they accidentally did here was they said it's Uncle Frederick's house as like a wink to the movie without thinking, right, but Freddy Krueger is a child molester who murders children. Right. So your your uncle is a child molester. What I what I do like though is at some point Freddy Krueger had a brother or sister that uh, dated a brown person. I like that. Mm. I like that imagery. I wonder how Freddy as Jimmy Krueger likes his coffee dark. <laughs> that was hard for mixed race couples back then. It was so yeah. They really their their love persevered despite even with that murderer fucking brother creep of a brother. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, despite their pedophile brother not making things easier, destroyed their family's name. <laughs> Uh, then the the rest of the video, they have wacky shenanigans. They they hide under the covers, but get this, you guys. They're too fat to pull it off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, They run away, oh, but so they're good. too fat to really run away. They trip over things like fat people yeah. do. I want to mention that Freddie does a dance move here where there's like a long beat between lyrics, and he fills that beat with like, he twirls his hands around and like throws his head back like a Muppet moving off of the camera. And I just love it so much. It feels like it's all Robert Englund's decisions. Like, no choreographer would have told him to do these moves. Just, <laughs> feel, he filled every moment of the silence with fantastic Again, the movement. actual monster. The yes. actual actor, the yes. actual yep. monster in, in the expository theme song about the movie. Mm-hmm. Full just bl- completely ruining it yeah. for everybody. <laughs> and I like that the challenge is you got to spend the night, which usually in any other sort of narrative structure would imply that things are going to go badly over time freddy right. fucking shows up the instant that dude closes the door like it's on from from beginning to end yeah. like it's a no long one night the one asleep. thing boys. the one thing he does not wait for them to do is fall asleep <laughs> no. which is the <laughs> only the only thing he does yeah <laughs> yeah so this is not dream freddy it's it's just the actual freddy just he's there yeah they pulled him he has out. no powers he's just a, a fucking guy chasing he's just him gonna with kick the shit out of you glove knife That's, yeah. Um that's that's what he did against Jason when Jason pulled him into the real world. He just did like Muay Thai. He was doing like sock tong elbows and <laughs> Right. <laughs> Freddy's got hands. He will mess you up in the real world too. Don't get it yeah. twisted. Yeah, he doesn't need to use them in the dream yeah. world, but but he knows. Fat boys are Anyway, nothing. uh Sean, I know this was very important to you. Do you want to describe how this video ends? Oh my god, this vi- it ends so special. They run out of the house. I guess forfeiting the inheritance. 
and some dude is showing up with some groceries. We don't know who he is. And they trample him. And he's kind of left for dead. But then the biggest fat boy comes back and he pulls out a box of smashed donuts from under his head. Not to save him. To get one of them donuts. Save the donuts. <laughs> and he starts and he eating smiles. the donut. Smiles right at us. And that's how it ends. Just <laughs> He just goes back and eats a donut. And they're like, that's, that's the punchline. Done. That's a full joke. That guy eats a donut. The, the fat boys are fat first before anything else, before any survival instinct, before before, before rapping, selfless before rap quality. gestures of uh, heroism. Yep, I would say, uh, uh, like real talk, I, the, the sound mixing on this is so fucking bad that, like, I swear I heard like car sounds and like <laughs> like dogs and cats. Like, it, what what the fuck was going on was with this ambiance. song? They might have just been movie. recording it on set. Yeah. Yeah, this neighborhood sense. ambiance of the of Elm Street. Those are the sounds of Elm Street. <laughs> anyway, to wrap this up, uh, wrong universe. I feel like a fun rap by three fat men and a murderous psychic child molester actually yeah. means this is the wrong universe. Yeah. We live in the wrong universe, <laughs> yeah. and it did happen. Something it, fucked it's, up. We somehow were able to figure it out. So I think it gets a pass. Yeah. Yep. Uh, wrong movie. Uh, I don't know the video. Like it. It gets fast and loose with the plot of the movie, but the song does reference several specific scenes. It's about, like, it's a TV screen. There's a girl. If she dies on the TV screen, you won't forget that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's pretty specific. Yeah. Also, I don't know you can change the plot of the movie. I just don't think it would last. Fair enough. Yeah. But it's also... Like, s- if this was, like... Who can understand this song? Yeah. I'm really struggling to remember the Dream Master. Like, what fucking happened in this one? Was this the one where the woman got, like, the, she turned into a cockroach? And she. God, the, I wouldn't know. The one girl got all of her friends' dream powers so she could fight Freddy with the combined might of all of her friends. Is this the one? That feels like three. Three was. <laughs> Nobody, no, no, three was the one we'll with, never uh, this with the Arquette. That was the one in the mental institution for kids. That was. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember that. These are good. These yeah, are good Dream movies. War. I think that's the the main point here. This right, is the one where out of Dream yeah, Warriors. Where Freddy, I don't remember anything after this. This is the one where Freddy was the cop, and uh, he <laughs> Freddy cop. He was a citizen cop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what was happening. He was he was a gang leader. He was a, a, a criminal, and then he turned his life around, became a homeowner. Uh, I am going to talk myself out of the win here. Uh, wrong performer i feel like this is a fat guy song like i i don't know if that's a problem to say that i just like it was written by the fat guys to be a fat guy song i don't think paula abdul could do it justice Paula abdul likes uh, weird donuts. al could probably weird al could probably put on that fat suit yeah right yeah. but i don't know if he suit. wants to go back to that well you also have F- and freddie like does he show up does he provide his his vocals with every artist does he duet with all of them or do they have to do freddie's parts too yeah, no, like Freddy's, you're not getting Freddy for every one of yeah. them. I think Freddy's there for all of them. He's there for all of them. He's down. Yeah. He's and down I think for Weird Al, I think he's like in a costume, like he's a cowboy Freddy or something, right? Or a train conductor. He's 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 doing whatever bit Weird Al is doing. He's but as all Freddy Krueger. Yeah, Freddy is yeah. like he's like the eager improv student. He's he's down for so whatever. Weird Al's "Are You Ready for Spaghetti?" and then Freddy Krueger is like uh, uh, an Italian chef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. He's, That's he, perfect. Let's send all of these ideas to Weird Al. He's gonna love it. Like, he's got to be. I bet Weird Al loves receiving ideas. He. For, I bet he never every, gets every, every yeah, no one's, person loves no one's receiving ideas. Yeah. 
Weird Al. Well, as, as a fat guy. I bet guy no song. one has it worse than Weird Al when it comes to like unsolicited well, like ideas. That all changes tonight. He's about to get the, the <laughs> yeah, best email he's ever gotten. He's yeah. about to get an entire <laughs> album. It's his life's straight about to, to straight change. To his recorded and everything. All these outdated Okay, as, as a fat guy song, uh, yeah, Van Halen could do it, but it's Sammy Hagar. I think Sammy Hagar and Freddie get along really well. I think David Lee Roth and Freddie clash. They don't even get this fucking yeah. recorded. Two, those personalities like, it's just are they both want to be cock yeah. and walk. Yeah. They're the same personality. There's not enough room yep. in that for those egos and that recording studio. It's got to be a Hagar joint. Yeah. Uh, but there'll be a great like behind lose. the music about that. We just won't get that single. Okay. So, who, that in mind. Who fucking wins who this? <laughs> I got You know what this is going to sound crazy? I vote for um Ready for Freddy. I think I I hate that more than almost anything else. Yeah. Uh I it think is it's an extreme reaction. Wait, what was yours I, again, yeah, Sean? Let me uh, mine was uh, Human Tornado. Human Tornado. Yeah, you know what? It's ready for Freddy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. You and I That's just, just kind of like fucking phoned in our, our picks. Like, Human Tornado is great, yes. but it's also like so Sean <laughs> that it's like not even trying yeah. really. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, yeah, you guys are really cool not trying and stuff. Yeah. I tried so fucking hard on this. <laughs> no, I needed this. We both won so hard last time. It's like, you know. Yeah, it's true. Eat shit. I took this. I took this from you. Einstein, who did Frankfurt? Thank you all for coming today. Our community has suffered a great loss. But we will never forget the brave performers of the Hot Dog Field Jet Ski Stunt Team, the Supremes. Please stand for a list of the honored dead. Three Finger Louie, we hardly knew you. I, I didn't mean that to rhyme, I'm so sorry. Aaron Croston, Adrian H., Aiden Moat, Alpha Scientist Java. We're still looking for his face, by the way. Uh, everyone check your intake filters. Armando Nava, Benjamin Cyrani, Brandon Garlock, Brianne Whitney, Chase McPherson. Children love the meat millet. I know this one is hardest on you kids. You're gonna have to find someone new to love now. I suggest Jesus. Chris Brower, Curious Glare, Dan B, Laziest Man on Mars, Dean Costello, Dr. Awkward, Eric Spaulding, you will be missed, but everyone gathered here today has to admit that was a sick clip. Fancy Shark. Jellaho. High Flying Haraka. You flew too close to the sun, by which I mean jet ski too close to that cruise ship. Hot Fart. Jaber Al Aiden. John. John McCammon. John Minkoff. We're retiring your number. Nobody will ever be number one again, in our hearts or on our life vests. Josh S. Ken Paisley, KM, Lyman. All the doubters said you'd never land that 920 Superman backflip, and they were right. Still waiting for you to come down, buddy. Mark, Matt Cortez, Matt Riley, Mike Styles, Mixmaster Mojo, DJ of the Sea. You're spinning discs for Jet Ski Jesus now. ND, Neil Bailey, Neil Schaefer, Nick Ralston, Nick H, 
Patrick Herbst. Rev, who never told us his real name and would only answer to the sound of a jet ski motor redlining. Rihanna. Rich Joslin. Zarkovsky. Donald Finney. Timmy Leahy. You should not have tried to make two jet skis fight while also riding them, but if you'd listened, you wouldn't have been our Timmy. Toasty God. Tom Sekula. Yossarian. And Josh Fabian. The worst jet ski mechanic who ever lived. You might have killed all your friends, but there's one thing a poorly maintained jet ski can never kill, and that's our memories. We'll miss you most of all. <laughs>